Welcome to the Save Man, episode 28, Risk Makes Men. That's our title today. Now, normally I would lead with a scripture, but I'm not going to lead with a scripture this time because uh, I felt that it wasn't grabbing the attention like it should, although scripture is a great way to grab attention. I wanted your attention now. So let's go to scripture with that thought. In first, in Philippians, Philippians chapter 1, in verse 20, according to my earnest expectation and hope that I will not be put to shame in anything, but that with all boldness Christ will even now, as always, be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I am to live on it, <clears throat> sorry, if I am to live on in the flesh, this will mean fruitful labor for me, and I do not know which to choose. Okay, so what I want to talk about here is I want to talk about risk, boldness. I mean, if you look in Philippians here, he says to live is Christ and to die is gain. So do we as the God-fearing, or if we're going to claim Christian, do we live or do we simply wait to die? Are we living a life that that our our Savior and our God would be proud of? Or are we simply living under the guise, well, Scripture says I'm supposed to be content. Well, yeah, you're supposed to be content, but that doesn't mean you're supposed to lie lifeless. Content doesn't mean poor. Content doesn't doesn't define as as do the same thing every day, as never take a risk. Take a look at Scripture. You're going to find that. Why are God-fearing men so afraid of risk? Well, because America has become the place of comfort. Now, granted, I understand that you may not be from America. And if you're not from America, I would be willing to bet that if you took a good look around your own country, you would find the same thing. Everything is based around comfort. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with comfort. But as a, a primary premise in your life, yeah, that's a problem. I mean, Paul says it here, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. That does not sound like a life of nine to five and do nothing else. Make sure that you're at church when you're supposed to be at church. Make sure you're praying when you're supposed to be praying. Be content. Don't do anything. Don't take any risks. Play it safe. Play it safe is not in the Christian handbook, guys. Take a look through it. Scripture, that is, the Bible. It's not there. Why won't more men take risk? Have you ever thought to yourself, what would the government or the world look like if more God-fearing, truly God-fearing men stepped into office, stepped into the police force, stepped in as lawyers? What would it look like? Taking the risk that God would handle it. If you are living your life according to the play-it-safe model, you are not living life. Let me give you an example. Actually, let's go to a, let's go to Samuel, right quick. Samuel chapter ten. All these references will be on my uh, my Patreon page when I'm done as well. But Samuel chapter ten, in verse nine. Now Joab, or now when Joab saw that the battle was set against him in front and in the rear, he selected from all choice men of Israel, and arrayed them against the Armenians. But the remainder of the people he placed in the hand of Abisha, his brother, and he arrayed them against the sons of Ammon. 
He said, If the Armenians are too strong for me, then you shall help me. But if the sons of Ammon are too strong for you, then I will come help you. Be strong and let us be let us show ourselves courageous for the sake of our people and for the cities of our God, and may the Lord do what is good in his sight. Faith. Faith that they were about to take a huge risk because they were surrounded. And if you take a look at that particular scripture, they won the battle. The Lord handed it over to them. But it's interesting, isn't it? Be strong and let us show ourselves courageous. These were God-fearing men. They totally trusted God on this deal, and they were willing to take the risk. It wasn't simply because they, were, they could have completely surrendered. Many men did not have to die that day. They could have surrendered. Explain to me how you living your life on the 9 to 5 train not truly being who you should be in Christ is anything less than surrender. Now the example I was going to give you. I have been trying for a long time. I had my own business at one point, and it was a risk to start it. In fact, at one point, I used to have a, a kitchen exhaust uh, vent cleaning business, which is the hoods over, over stoves in uh, commercial kitchens. When I started that business, I completely believed that it needed to happen. I had put it to prayer. I had put it to research. I had done my due diligence. When I had set up the, uh, the financing to get the equipment, I was getting equipment and training out of Nashville, Tennessee, and I had to travel down there to pick it up and to get my training. When I left, when I left, or I should say the day, two days before I left, I was getting ready to leave. Two days before I left, we had a problem with the truck and we had to get it fixed. And the money that I had set aside for that trip was now gone, just gone. After much prayer, I told my wife, I said, "Hun, i I'm getting in the truck and I'm going down to get the equipment and the training. I know we don't have the money to do this, but I really feel strongly that we need to do this. And she agreed. Now, I'm not going to go into the details, but the day before I left, I had uh, a resource arrive in my mailbox that I was able to use, and it was pretty much exactly what I needed. Now, I'm not saying for, I'm not going to even suggest that, you know, that you pray to the Lord for 20 bucks and it's going to show up on the dash of your truck. That's not what I'm suggesting. What I am suggesting is that risk is absolutely necessary, and our belief in that risk is absolutely essential before the Lord's just going to step up, because the Lord helps those who help themselves. I mean, Joab and his brother are sitting there, and Joab's like, we're doing this. We're doing it. I'm currently involved in a business transaction. My wife and I have tried to start some online business. I'm currently involved in a business transaction in which I took out a loan for $25,000. Now, some of your eyeballs just got big. I did my due diligence. My wife and I put it to prayer. And it was a risk. Because I need this thing to pay out for itself. Now, I did all the numbers as best that I know how. Like I said, I did my due diligence. 
Now, that particular investment right now is not paying out at the particular rate that we were expecting it to. In fact, it's not paying out at all yet. Am I a little stressed about it? Well, sure. I wouldn't be human if I didn't say, if I said I wasn't stressed about it. Would I change it? No, I wouldn't change it. My sons need to see a man who's willing to take a risk for his future. What I paid for, okay, let's say this flops. Now, right now we're still in the middle of this deal. Let's say my investment flops. Well, that was $25,000. I didn't lose $25,000. I simply paid $25,000 in financial education. Financial education. And in that sense, it was completely and 100% worth it. Sure, it might suck. It might cause some huge struggles. Struggles that are 100% worth it. I have a dream for my wife and I to live mobily. In other words, to be able to move from place to place as we wish. Be able to conduct our business or businesses online. I'm not going to get to that goal playing it safe. It just isn't going to happen. But I have to have faith that the Lord wants me to do what I'm doing. If I even have an inkling through prayer or whatnot, that I should be doing something different, then I won't do it. But we put it to faith. It's amazing what faith will do when risk is on the line. Do you think that Jesus took a risk when he was spreading the gospel initially? Do you think the apostles took a risk? What happened to Peter when he became risk-averse? He separated himself. And before the rooster crowed three times, you know the story. In Hebrews, let me turn my, once again, for those of you who can't see me, and those of you who can't see me, I actually, I'm going to put it right up in front of my cameras. I actually use, there it is, a real Bible. You guys see that? So, Hebrews chapter 13, in verse 12. Therefore Jesus, also that he might sanctify the people through his own blood, suffered outside the gate. So let us go out to him outside the camp, bearing his reproach. For here we do not have a lasting city, but we are seeking the city which is to come. Look, uh, you know, we may all be ready to go to heaven like today. Because we don't, our, you know, this is, the earth is nothing but a testing ground for us. Okay. It's nothing but a temporary home, something that uh, that is only for now. But that does not give us the right to be lazy here, okay? Your, this small, small portion of your life dictates your forever. Your forever. Why would you lay and do nothing? Why would you... Be so risk-averse that you never take a chance on anything. The Lord gives you this great power in the Holy Spirit, and you choose to let it lay dormant. We are men, and we should never be ashamed to be men. Masculinity comes from God. Taking risks makes us men. Taking challenges makes us men. Now, not all of us are competitive, and you don't have to be competitive to take a challenge, to be challenged in something. I, quite honestly, I don't care for sports. Now, I know if some of you could throw rocks at me right now, you would. 
how can you hate sports? Okay, I just don't care for sports. And it took a long time for me to figure out why I was so different than everybody else. The reason is, is I'm not competitive, at least not in the manner in which you would think. I don't care if somebody else can do something better than I can. I don't feel the need to prove that I can do something somebody else can't do. That's never mattered to me, and therefore sports really is, just does not appeal to me. But being a better man than I was yesterday does appeal to me. It's, the cha- it's a challenge to myself, but it's also the challenge from my God. Was I the best version of myself today that I could be? Am I the man that God created me to be through the forgiveness of sins and in the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit? Can I be tomorrow better than I was today? Now, some of you might think I'm repeating myself. I'm not. These are the questions that we as men have to ask ourselves every day. For some of us, a risk, a huge risk, might be talking to the person next to us on the bus. For others, those who are financially well off, it may be, do I want to take that next step up in my investing? For those in church, it may be, do I really want to give a class or speak? Let me tell you something as a side note. If you are not actively trying to teach or speak in your church, you are wrong. It is the responsibility of every man, every man to deliver the message, whether it be to his own, but especially to those outside of Christ. You've heard me. We are men, and we are not ashamed. We are unique. And that's okay. We smell bad. We're scruffy. We don't like to shower all the time. And that's okay. It doesn't make us socially unacceptable. It makes us who the Lord designed us to be. Strong. Courageous. Bold. Willing to take on anything because the Lord has given us the ability to overcome. Already victorious. I think I'm going to have t-shirts made up that say already victorious. Already victorious. Guys, I'm telling you right now, let me give you a couple of resources. All right. Uh, if your struggle is with finances, like it is with so many men and it is with me as well. I mean, I, you know, I was really behind the curve. I'm still learning finance. All right. There's a, a great uh, website you can go to. It's called, uh, the guy's name is Myron Golden and it's myrongolden.com. Uh, On my Patreon page, I'll have all of these listed so that you can go check them out. He does an excellent job of teaching finance from Scripture and why being poor is not a scriptural preference or is not a scriptural premise. It's actually the exact opposite. Not that the Lord wants you to be wealth, you know, you know, stinking rich. He wants he wants you to be who he needs you to be for the sake of the kingdom. All right. But if you go. Listen to what Myron's got to say. He, he will really, really help you to see what's actually there outside of, well, being content means I have to be poor. That's not true. It's not in there. All right. So that's MyronGolden.com. Once again, guys, don't be afraid to take risk. Don't be afraid to take risk. Don't stop doing risky things just because you're afraid that your kids might pick up your bad habit. Now, if, if it's alcohol, you just need to get, I mean, you know, obviously I'm not talking about bad habits, you know, alcohol, porn, all that. I'm talking about, say you're a rock climber 
you know, say you like to hike in extreme altitudes. Why don't you teach your kids how to do it so that your kids, when they get older, don't have to learn it from somebody other than you. Teach your kids about risk. Teach them how to take a risk. Teach them how to be better as a result of risk and how problems are simply solutions on the back end. Anytime you make a mistake, it's just education. So, I don't know what you're watching us or listening to us on today, but you can find us on Anchor, obviously, which is my primary platform, but Anchor.fm, iTunes, Pocket Casts, Overcast, Radio Public, CastBox, Breaker, and Spotify. And I'm sure at this point there's probably one or two others you can find me on as well. If you want to contact me directly, I'm more than happy to talk with you. I've gotten a few uh, emails, actually a couple of emails from around the world already, which is always encouraging to see. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. I also have a YouTube channel, all under The Sedated Man. If you do The Sedated Man, that's what you're going to find on those. You can email me also at mike at thesedatedman.com. That's mike at thesedatedman.com. And if you would like uh, to see the references that, uh, that I put out on today's podcast as well as the last podcast, you can find that on patreon.com forward slash the sedated man that's patreon.com forward slash the sedated man one thing i did want to mention here today too is if for some reason you would like me to come speak at your church or in your meeting or wherever that is drop me a line let me know i do do public speaking i have done public speaking uh for the past few years actually for several years and uh and i would be more than happy to uh to come to your venue uh, I also offer mentoring. If you have questions about that, just email me and I will be happy to email you the details. You guys go out there, keep being the men God created you to be, take the world and remind it who's in charge. And it's not us, it's Christ, but Christ dwells in us. Have a great day.